Welcome to For the Love of Dharma. I'm so happy you're here. My name is Heather Love, and I'm one of the first certified Dharma coaches in the world. This podcast will help you be more joyful, remember your purpose, and live life on your terms. Get ready to get inspired. Here we go. Hi, friends. I'm excited to continue with the January Money and Success mini-series. This episode is the third of four conversations that I had with amazing women about some of today's most important topics. The thing I love most about doing this podcast is the people I meet and the heart-centered conversations we have. And I will tell you that this episode is truly special. As I've mentioned before, I do all my own editing, so I go back and re-listen to all the episodes after we've recorded before they get published. And I always know it's going to be a good one when I find myself smiling and nodding while I'm editing. Each week in January, I will introduce you to another inspiring woman. Today, we have the radiant Allison Chavez. As a prosperity and success coach, she is the epitome of living life on her terms unapologetically. She teaches women how to get phenomenal results with ease, achieve their goals without the hustle and grind, and reshape their reality in feminine energy. This episode is powerful, and we touch on so many things that I can't possibly summarize them all here, but... Some of the highlights are that we talk about the importance of getting out of our heads and into our bodies because that connects us back to our femininity. We also talk about that women have a more natural connection with the spiritual world than men do. So when you nurture this relationship and connection, you will begin to see how God and the universe bring you more easeful solutions and people to help you attain your desires. There's also a funny part where Allison loses her train of thought for a quick minute because her angels interrupt her. Now, I could have edited that out, but I left it in because I want you to see how normal it can be for you to get messages from your guides and how they can be so relevant to what you or someone else needs to hear. I've talked long enough. I'm excited for you to meet Allison. So let's dive in. Hi, Allison. Welcome to the show. Heather, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm so excited to dive in. But before we get started, I like to start all of my guest episodes by having you choose either blue or red. And I will choose a random question from a blue book or a red book, depending on whichever you choose. Red. We were just having a conversation about red hair, so (laughs) this does not surprise me. (laughs) Like if you knew that I'm a redheaded bombshell, (laughs) it's not a surprise. (laughs) All right. What fairy tale character do you most relate to? It depends on my mood, but I'm the most relatable to Ariel from The Little Mermaid. Mm -hmm. You look like Ariel. I sing (laughs) as well. So <gasps> do you? <laughs> I do. I do. I don't really love Ariel's, her approach to getting what she wanted, but wow, it all worked out in the end really beautifully for her. So, and she was very, she knew what she wanted and she went after it. So I really do admire that about her. <laughs> yeah. As the, as the story usually does work out for all those princesses, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> I will say I have kids that they're a little bit 
older than watching Disney movies for young kids now, but we still like all the older ones. But when they were younger, we used to watch all of them. And I love the newer ones where the girls have like a little more spunk, like the Encanto and Moana and like, you know. Agreed. Yes, I agree. (laughs) I agree with that. 100%. (laughs) All right. I would love for you to tell my listeners, what was Allison like as a young child? What was your personality like? And what did you do for fun? When I was a very young child, my nickname all growing up was Sunny Sunshine. And my aunt still to this day, call me sunshine when they see me. And so I, so having a nickname is sunny sunshine. Of course, the role in my family was peacemaker and people pleaser. So, so that's, that's what, that's what I did a lot when I was very, very little. And your listeners are not even going to relate to this at all. Well, some of them will, some of them in the, in the older range will, will understand this when I was very little, I'm talking like three and four, we would get a Sears catalog. And I called it my big book. And when it would come like, this thing was like 200 pages long. And I'd flip to the very back to look at the jewelry and not the jewelry, the toys. Well, I start with the jewelry and then I'd skip all of the appliances. And then I would go to the very back and just like, look at all the toys and all the toys that I would love to have. And I would cart that big book around with me everywhere as a very, very young child. I remember that. And it brought me, it brought me great joy as a very little girl. I remember those books and it was, I kind of think of it like, imagine like today's Walmart, which would, did not exist back then and uh-huh. put it in a catalog, you know, it's like yeah. clothes, appliances, jewelry, toys, all anything yes. you could possibly want. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Yes. That, that was so fun. That Amazing. was amazing. So <laughs> Do you remember what you wanted to be when you grew up when you were little? Do you know, really, I wanted to be a mom growing up. I grew up in a very, in a very traditional family and in a very traditional and conservative um, culture. And, and I always wanted to be a mom always. And I am a mom. And then I realized even before I became a mom that there is, I can be a mom and also Allison. And, and uh, although I really believe that motherhood is like the highest, noblest and hardest calling on the planet, it's not the only one that we have as women. And there are other very, very important callings for us Mm. to fill. Yes. That's so important. I think so often when women become mothers, they do lose themselves and it's like, well, I'm a mom now. Can't do anything else. I can't be a person because I'm mom. Yeah. Dreams on hold, dreams on hold. So then what do we teach our kids? we have to sacrifice who we are and the dreams that we have for somebody else. So who would ever want to grow up to be a parent? I mean, like quite honestly, they're like, I'm miserable and I didn't go after my dreams, but you can go after yours. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, I think I want to break that chain. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Thanks. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> especially as moms, especially as moms, we lose our identity and our kids. And then we start living through them and that creates an enormous amount of pressure that they don't need. They've got plenty. They've got plenty <laughs> just growing up in this day and age. They got plenty. We don't need to add to it by us trying to live through them. Yeah. That's interesting that you say that because I notice, especially in my oldest daughter's dance class, she's been in dance for 13 years and you can tell the kids that are living their mom's dream and they're not doing it because they enjoy it. So 
it's a, you know, it's a sad thing. It's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so now you are a prosperity and success coach. So what was your journey like going from sunny sunshine to <laughs> to being a coach? What how did that transform for you? You know, I I started out doing energy work for people and just uh, being able to tap into their energy and move different blocks. And I would, I started my business that way. And I found that my clients kept coming back for the same things. It was like same money block, same not enoughness, same worthy and deservingness. And I was like, okay, I got to do something to help them get this stuff to stick because I don't, I don't want to become somebody's crutch. I don't want to become their drug habit either. Like I want them to, to really learn this skill on their own. And so I started giving them like little assignments and things to do to help change their mindset um, when they left. And I loved universal laws and really learning about universal law. So as I grew and evolved, my company grew and evolved as well until it just, until it became a mentoring program, because I realized that although I was leading with energy work, energy work was really a supplement to it uh, rather than like leading with it. What I needed to lead with was how life actually works. The energetics behind life with the universal laws, definitely changing subconscious programs and helping women understand how enormously powerful they are, not only to change their own life, but to live life on their terms. We've been taught to wait. We've been taught to ask for permission. We've been, uh, we have to, we have to have approval or acceptance and we really don't. We really don't. And we see extremes in both of those areas of people pleasing. And then also like in your face, you know, flipping somebody, the energetic bird, and I'm going to do whatever I want, you know, and, you know, to hell with everybody. Like, and I don't, I don't subscribe to either of those. There's like a really beautiful, there's a beautiful balance in the middle of all of that. And so it just, it just grew into mentoring and into coaching. I needed to get my arms around women for a good chunk of time to help them to change those beliefs and those decisions they'd made about their ability to create the life that they wanted and also arm them with the skills to, to really change their life. And it's not the skills that... It's not the skills that we think that we need. It's learning how to lead with our feminine and balance with masculine energy. And it's about pleasure and play and fun. And those things are all like taboo. We do those after the work, but the work is never done. So we don't ever get to play or get into pleasure or or get into any of those really juicy things without an enormous amount of guilt. And so I'm really here to change that whole paradigm for women because we are so much more powerful when we'll lead with pleasure and lead with our feminine and let the masculine support us in that. Yes. I love that so much. Like you said, you know, to me, joy and play and laughter is the number one thing that most people are missing out of their lives to Mm -hmm. move them forward. You know, they think, Mm -hmm. like you said, I have to do all the work. I have to get everything done before I can play. Mm -hmm. And that was ingrained in us from a young age, you know, do your chores, do your work, get your homework done, do all the things. Then you can go do what you want to do. But there's something to be said for like, taking a five, 10, 15 minute break in the middle of the day to go have a dance party, you know? 
Oh, you know, and Heather, like women do not understand the power of that. Like really, because what that does is it gets us out of our head and back into our bodies. And that connects us back with our femininity and the, and our, and the feminine is the being energy. It's the experience that we want to have. The masculine is the doing energy. It's the execution of what it is that we want to have. So if we will regularly take those breaks, turn on music, I, I mean, literally it will get you back into your body, back leading with your feminine. And what this does from a practical standpoint is it helps you to focus more. It helps you to find solutions faster. It literally opens you up to receive that inspiration. So you don't have to like scrape the bottom of your soul to try to come up with the solution of whatever the, <laughs> the issue is. Like you allow yourself to receive inspiration in really quick, logical ways. Like it, it's enormous what just doing that throughout your day will do for you. You'll end the, you'll end the day energized instead of completely depleted. You'll get out of the struggle like, oh my gosh, like that's my life's mission is to bring back joy and to really struggle for millions of women around the globe because we're taught, we're taught that there has to be so much struggle to get to higher and higher levels of success. And that's not true. That is not true. Yeah. We live in a world where men have kind of run the world in, in <laughs> many different ways. But yeah. even I worked in corporate for 20 years. And when you looked at, you know, the board of directors and all of the executive leadership with an exception here or there, it's all white men, you know, and like, that's who's running the show. And, and so this hustle culture of do, 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 and, you know, all these deadlines and, you know, asking questions and then asking the same questions and having meetings to have meetings and like all of these things, you know, and I think we're just now starting to touch the surface of how important the balance is between mm -hmm. feminine and masculine. So I would love to know from you for women that you see that have been living in this masculine world, and that's all they know, mm -hmm. what are some tips that you could give them to kind of start tipping the balance a little bit and not, not to the point where it's lopsided the other way, but where they can really live in a beautiful place of balance. Yeah. And, and that's really where I find that really ambitious, high-performing women are really scared to do it the opposite way because they're like, I've had results with this. I've had great success with this, but here's my question. What's been the cost? Do you feel fulfilled when you hit your goals? I bet you don't. I bet you feel tired to your bones even after you hit your goals. Do you feel burned out as you're going? I bet you, you do. And you keep on going and you keep on giving, even though you got nothing left in you. Do you feel frustrated as you go? I bet you, you do because frustration is desire unfulfilled. And when we are completely immersed in fully masculine energy, we've forgotten to lead with the desire. We're just all about the strategy. We're about the structure. We're about the numbers. We're about the bottom line. We're about the deadline. And we forget the whole purpose of why we're doing this anyway. And the purpose is for, an, is for an experience. It really is. It's for a greater feeling of success or victory or greater connection with others or a greater amount of expansion or like whatever that is. We're after an experience.
And so, so to my super high achieving women out there, I, uh, to first to help you see, like, let's do this a different way. Cause you can always go back to the masculine model. It will always be there waiting for you. You can always go back to scarcity and hustle is scarcity that will always be waiting for you. But what if there is a better way, a faster, easier, more joyful way where you can get the results you want, phenomenal results, but actually love your life as you go and love the whole process of becoming. So that's the first that's the first thing that I would say. The next thing that I would say to those women that are like, "Oh, I don't I don't really know about this." I would say do some things that are really simple just to try it out. I think especially especially us really driven women, we start playing a sudden death match with our goals. Right? <laughs> like if this doesn't work, this has to work. And like, so we get really, really serious about our purpose and what we're here to do instead of being like, actually, we're here for joy. <laughs> we're here for expansion. We're here for growth. We're here for joy. That, that's, that's what we're here for. And we get joy in challenge as well. So like get more experimental with it and just see, just see for a week. So one thing that I did because I, I, I was in burnout. I was in frustration. I was in overwhelm. I was feeling unfulfilled. I was, I was all of those things. That's why I'm so confident that other high performing women are feeling the same thing because that's exactly what I was feeling and how I was trying to create my life. And so I just let myself get experimental with, do you know what, if I'm in this work and it starts feeling heavy to me, I'm going to pay attention to that. And for me, the way heavy shows up in my body is I start doing this, <sighs> like those big sighs, and they're not cleansing breaths. They're those burdensome breaths. That's like, oh my gosh. Or I start telling myself, okay, 15 more minutes, just push through this, just push through this. Or I get, I get a little bit kind of lighthearted, but I would tell myself, gird up your loins, girls, we can do this, <laughs> you know, but I was pushing when I found myself pushing through and trying to force, I knew I was in too much masculine for too long and I was now out of balance. And so I had to train myself and make no mistake. It takes discipline to do this because we're used to the clock. We're used to, oh, but if I do this now, I won't have to do it later. And so this is like a total retraining of your brain. But I'm like, do you know what? I have to set this down and I have to leave my office. I have to, I have to walk around. I've got to go outside. I've got to get into different energy. I've got to get back into my body. And I think, I think what, what women don't understand is even though the feminine is not as familiar to us as the masculine is because we haven't, we haven't been taught the feminine, but we are naturally wired for feminine energy. And so it's not going to take us an hour and a half to get into our feminine. We, we don't have to you don't have to like turn on the two hour long meditation and try to get back into our feminine. Like we were talking about earlier, turn on some music and start moving your hips. Oh my gosh. That does the most amazing things. Like you moving your hips, moving your shoulders back. Oh, and get in front of your mirror. If you work from home, get in front of your full length mirror, close the door and pretend like you're dancing. Like you do when you try and close in the dressing room. And don't tell me you don't like pretend you're walking on catwalk when you're in that dressing room and you're just like popping it. And you're like, oh yeah. And you're like running your fingers through your hair. Like do that. Make the kissy face, make the ducky face. It, it will connect you back with your feminine and what you'll feel. This is how, you know, you'll feel a burst of energy. You'll feel a little bit, you'll feel lighter. You will feel lighter. So then, and if you have to set a timer, all right, set a timer for three minutes. 
and then come back and see how it feels. Does this feel light to me now? I bet you it will. I bet you it will. It, it works for me every single time. So just starting with like little things like that to help you see, like, actually, actually I can focus. I actually have more energy. I actually, oh my gosh, I've been looking for that solution to that problem for two hours. And there it is. It was staring at me in the face. It, it actually makes you more productive. I love all of that. <laughs> I also love what you said about kind of just leading with curiosity, you know, and like, what if there's a better way to do this? And, you know, I think we get so hell bent on doing something a certain way because it's always how we've done it. And it doesn't matter if it takes us 12 hours, it's how we've done it. So I love that you mentioned that because I think just asking yourself that question, what if there's a better way or a different way is mm -hmm. so important. Mm -hmm. It is. It is. And can I say something else? It really feels like somebody here needs to hear this. And I don't usually talk about this in podcasts. Women have a, a natural connection to the eternal. We have a natural connection with the spiritual realm, much more so than men do. That doesn't mean men aren't spiritual and men don't have a connection with God, but it does not come as naturally to men as it does to women. If you don't believe me, look at how many women versus men are in meditation groups or are, or are in personal development courses. We have a natural connection with the eternal, but what we've been taught through thousands of years is that nobody's going to help us. We can't ask for what we want and expect to get it. You have to figure this out on your own and you're all alone to figure this out. And so if we can push back against that lie and realize, do you know what? I've been doing this, like I've done this it takes me 12 hours, but you know what? I'm not willing to be here for 12 hours because I want to go play with my kids or I want to go lie the freak down and read a fun novel for an hour or two. I want to play. I want to get into pleasure. I want some pampering for crying out loud. Those are all very feminine characteristics that make you powerful. So when you will push back against that lie and start like leaving your office early, even 15 minutes early so that you can do you and pamper you and pleasure you and be playful with you. It, it will, it, it will, it will turn that tide and help turn those beliefs around. And then you'll start seeing how God shows up more and more in your life through other people, through help, through those solutions. You won't feel like you are Atlas carrying the world on your shoulder and that everything is going to fall apart without you. You'll start pulling on those spiritual laws, sometimes without even knowing what you're doing, but things will smooth out for you instead of you constantly feeling like you're having to smooth out all the wrinkles. Mm, yes, to all of that. And I, I never thought about it, but yes, that there are in any of these meditation classes, self-development, sound baths, any of these things, there are probably 95% women. You might have a guy here and there, but his, and you know, I have always felt very connected to the divine. Like it's super easy for me. And when I do talk to my male friends, it, it's almost like I'm speaking a different language. Yeah. So they just don't have that same connection. So I love that you mentioned that. And something else that you talked about, about not taking those minutes to have fun or to read or go lay down or whatever, you know, I think that so many of us live from this place of control. And like you said, hustle is a scarcity tactic. So is control. So is trying to control us and everyone around us. It is. And I want to really appreciate you bringing that point out. It is when we're trying to micromanage the journey, we shut ourselves off from so many possibilities, but it is, it's based in scarcity because you think I, if I don't control it, 
then it's all going to fall apart. So then it's just an army of one instead of you with legions. So yeah, thank you for that. Like, yeah, it's very beneficial for me. (laughs) (laughs) And I think the other thing too, that women are starting to recognize, at least in my circles, is really the benefit of community. So that army of one isn't, it doesn't have to be a thing. There are women who are going through the same things you are, or are maybe a step or two ahead of you that can Mm -hmm. help you and give you that inspiration that you're looking for. And so you don't have to do it all in a bubble. And we're not designed to. Community is feminine community, the collective, the we, that is feminine. The masculine is the I, it's the individuality, it's the competition. It's it's why men, they love the competition and women love the collaboration and both have merit. But as women, if we are in constant competition or we are constantly lone wolfing it, it robs us of our essence. It robs us of our radiance. It, it robs us of that genius mind that happens when we're in a community of like-minded women or even women, like you said, a step or two ahead of you so that you're not always the smartest one in the room or the most enlightened one in the room, but you can learn from somebody else and we can always learn from others. But like being with like-minded women, oh, there is a synergy to that and a power to that that is so juicy because we, we turn on our inner light with each other when we're in this safe container with other women and we have and you know we have that safety established then we can be vulnerable which is another feminine characteristic we can really allow ourselves to nurture each other and also nurture ourselves and we move faster and we go farther and we go higher together than we ever go on our own ever mm. Yes. I got chills while you were saying that because it resonates with me so deeply for the longest time. I didn't have, I had friends, you know, but I didn't have people who wanted to talk about the same things I did, or they weren't interested in the same things. And so I never felt that exact sense of connection I was looking for. And now I have that. And I cannot believe how much my life has changed just by being able to be vulnerable and to allow other people to nurture me when I need it, you know? Yes. Yes. Because we're taught, you know, in business, we're taught, no, you figure it out on your own and you put your game face on and you just, there's no crying in baseball, you know, (laughs) it's, it's that whole thing. We don't have emotions. We just, we have strategy and we just go and we just do it. (laughs) And mm, maybe back last millennium, that's what we did, but now we are, we are moving to higher levels. Mm-hmm. There's a better, faster, easier, more pleasurable way to yeah. the life we desire and the results we want. And I know that strategy has to be a thing in all business, yeah. but I have PTSD from corporate and that word always makes me want to vomit. I'm like, you know, can we do it without the strategy? <laughs> you know what? I have a little bit of PTSD around the words, massive action. Mm. So I, I think in like the business entrepreneurial world, strategy is called massive action. And oh my gosh, I just want, I just, I just want to like clean myself off in a scalding hot shower when somebody tells me massive action. Do we want, do we want to, do we want to plan? Oh yeah. 
yeah, plans are nice. Structure is good. Structure is important. That's a masculine serving the feminine. But when it's only the strategy, then we start throwing mud against the wall, hoping some of it will stick. Then we start as women, then we're, if it doesn't stick, then we're like, what's wrong with me? Why did it work for him or her? And it's not working for me. Like then we go into the spiral really, really quickly. And it's so unfun. It's so unfun. And so I've been like my, my whole like trigger word is that massive action. I'm like, I don't, I don't believe in massive action. I believe in inspired action and inspired action is action inspired by alignment. So instead of massive action, what I need to do is get aligned, which means I need to get into agreement with my desires. I need to get into agreement with God because my desires are God given. They are divinely placed inside of us, which means two things. First, you have the ability to create them on the physical plane. And I also believe you have a sacred obligation to create them on this physical plane. God put them there. So get into agreement instead of like, no, I'm this, that, and the other. And this is why I can't get into agreement, which is an alignment and then get into inspired action. What's something that feels light and fun and easy and aligned that'll push the needle forward instead of here's the strategy. (laughs) Cause I, oh, I get you on that one too. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Inspired action is one of my favorite terms because it sounds fun. And, you know, it's yeah. like, it. yes, I'm doing something because I, there is an element that you do still have to have the masculine to do, right? 100%. Yes, you do. You need both energies to create. Yeah. But then inspired makes me think, oh, that sounds interesting and intriguing and fun and joyful. So I love those two words together. Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. It makes it makes it so much easier to execute on that because it's not just busy action. It's not, all right, I did it. I filled out the worksheet because I was supposed to fill out the worksheet, you know, the busy work that we did for who knows how long through school. Like, no, it doesn't need to be busy. Certainly no hustle no rush, none, none of that. Cause that's all scarcity, but it's, it's aligned action. It's inspired action. And sometimes that action feels ambitious. Some of the inspired direction that I have been given makes my butt clench. And I'm just like, <sighs> that's exhilarating, but that also feels a little daunting. I'm probably on the right path. Mm-hmm. All right, let's just do it. Let's see how far I can get. Cause God and my angels are going to come and assist. So I'm going to do what I can. They're going to close the gap and <laughs> And we're going to have a really great time as we go because I'm going to see how close I can get. Instead of that sudden death match that I would play, I have to hit this goal or else death, dismemberment, and destruction. It's just, well, let's just see how close I can get. That sounds fun. I always say if there's not something on your to-do list that scares you, you're not dreaming big enough. And so that's the, you know, that's kind of the masculine piece, but then I'm always very flexible with what that looks like, how long it's going to take. You know, I try not to make it fit in a box and I feel like that's the more feminine piece of it. Yes. Yes. The way mine translates with that is what's the easiest, fastest, most pleasurable way to this outcome. So that I don't, because I, I can get immersed in the masculine so quickly because we know it so well, but I'm like, but, but that, but what that does is it actually robs me of joy and it robs me of my radiance. If I'm in masculine for too long, like there are physiological things that happen in a woman's body when we're in too much masculine energy for too long, that not only like rob us of our radiance. So it shuts down our light but it it kills us softly and it shuts down our organs because we're actually in fight or flight 
all the time when we're in all of that production energy Mm -hmm. because we're in adrenaline and we're in testosterone and adrenaline is that fight or flight survival. And then we release cortisol and, and it ends up shutting down our organs. So if we're in that for years and years, no wonder why you said you got PTSD around that because you were in that for so long. And, and, and I'm sure that you would get up each morning and think, I don't want to do this day. Not that you were suicidal, but that you were just like, how, how much longer can I do this? I don't think I can do this much longer. Um, it's because it was Rob, it was, it was killing you softly. It was killing your soul. And I just see so many high powered women that are like corpses rocking, walking around because they've lost their light. They've lost their light and they feel like you're like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Of all of it. Like, so, so this conversation is not only a fun conversation, it's really, really relevant to if we, if we want to have a greater impact, if we want to, okay, I will say that in just a minute. Sorry. My angels keep saying, talk about purpose. I'm like, I will I'll get to that. <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Maybe I'll get to it sooner rather than later. Cause I think I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> you know, they, they, they're very persistent. <laughs> they are, they are. There's somebody really needs to hear, to hear about the whole purpose thing. But let me, let me wrap up that first thought really quickly, or that, that past thought really quickly. Our success is coming at too high of a price now, and it doesn't need to, it doesn't need to, but we have to be willing to let go of the strategy, to let go of the constant push, to let go of the hustle. Like that's what we're being asked to sacrifice now instead of our light and instead of our joy and instead of our essence in the feminine. Mm, That's so good. Yes. So I know we want to get to purpose, but let me ask you a question because I'm sure this comes up in your world as much as it comes up in mine is women that just don't feel good enough. And that could be in any area of their life, but Uh they feel like they have to continue down this path that they've been down because number one, maybe they don't know another way, or maybe they do, but they don't feel good enough to stand in their own light. And so they have to do it all the other ways that they've been taught or learned throughout the years. And they end up just not feeling like a whole person. Yeah. I have never met one woman who does not run a program of not enoughness, myself included. I have never met. And most, and a lot of men run programs of not enough, but not to the point that women do. What I realized about enoughness is that enoughness is a decision. Being good enough is a decision. And what we've been taught over thousands of years is to get permission from others that we're enough. So as soon as daddy says that I'm good enough, as soon as my boss says I'm good enough, it's usually a male authority figure. It doesn't always have to be male, but it's usually an authority figure that we're waiting for them to say, now you're there. Now you've got it. And we get into a whole bunch of performance energy. This is, this is why you see a whole lot more women people pleasers than male people pleasers, because we're waiting for that enoughness to somehow be granted to us. But here's the thing. We never expect accept it when somebody says it's you're good enough. So it's, it's always like, well, here's why I wasn't. And here's where I fell apart. And here, like, like we, we have that at least an internal argument when somebody says in whatever language you're good enough, that was good enough. And now you're enough and you have arrived. And, and I realized that I was running the same program as well. So I was hiring all of these coaches to teach me all of these strategies, but what was running behind it was then maybe I'll be good enough 
at that point. Maybe they'll see something, you know, like how we see like the star factor when they talk about how somebody discovered me at, at a coffee shop and then I became the supermodel. I didn't even know what I was doing, but I was an instant success. You know, like, like I wanted somebody to see my star-like qualities. I wanted them to see, I wanted, that, I wanted them to pick me. I wanted them to pick me, but I haven't picked me yet. And that enoughness is just picking yourself and just choosing in that I am enough right where I am to get started with my goals and my dreams and my desires. And as I go and as I grow, more skills will come to me. The people that I need will be put in my path at the exact time that I need them. And I don't have to do anything except pick me. I just, I just got to pick myself. And I remember, I remember the day where I, I kind of arrived at that place. I had a, I had a, a mentor and I was at an event and she called me aside to, at one of the breaks. And she said, I just want you to know that you've got it. And I was like, do I now? What do I have? And she's like, you've got that. You've got that it factor. You've got it. You've got what it takes to be really successful. And I remember thinking to myself, huh, that's really interesting that you noticed that, but I already know that and I don't need you. And I didn't say this to her, of course, this is just what I thought. I'm like, well, well, of course I do. (laughs) Interesting that you would notice that. That's kind of cool that you would notice that until I stopped and I stopped needing it when I picked me and when I decided, and here's the, here, here's the, here's the kind of a fun sort of a perk to this or like a bonus to this, the most attractive thing that men find in women is confidence. It's not a tight butt. It's not long legs. It's not perky boobs. It's not a, you know, a teeny tiny waist. It's a woman who has decided she is enough. And a woman who is confident is the most attractive woman to a man. That resonates with me so much, so much. And it's good to know that confidence is the number one thing men look for. That makes me feel better. Yep. Yep. (laughs) It's true. I love what you said about being good enough is a decision because I feel the same way about purpose. And once you have made the decision that you are good enough as you are, your purpose is going to just unfold in front of you. And and people, you know, feel like they have to go look for it and search for it. It's this thing. I don't know what it is. And really, once you accept you and you love you exactly as you are, that purpose is just like, oh, now here you go. We're ready for you. Yes. Yes. And I love that. And I love that. And really the thing that helped me to really get into that just that groundedness and setting the foundation of enoughness is that I'm good enough to get started. I'm not, I'm probably not good enough to bring in a million dollars. I've never done it before. I probably don't have the skills for that, but I am good enough right now to get started on that path. I I am good enough right where I am to get started. And do you know what? God's better than me. (laughs) And so he's going to make up the difference all along the way. So so we'll be fine. And here's another thing that I found about purpose. And tell me if you've noticed this as well, because like this is your whole life's work is helping women to really find their purpose and follow their purpose. Have you found that most, most people think that this purpose is this huge, big thing that's so far beyond them that they just have to like put on the, the headlamp and like spelunkle for it to try to find the purpose, but the purpose is so simple. It's what brings you joy. Yes, That's yes, 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 yes. 
<laughs> also, I love that word spel- spelunking. Is spelunking. <laughs> I love yeah. it. I gotta go digging in the cave. I was just like, we just make purposes really, really big, huge thing. Like it's a Mother Teresa or it's a Gandhi. And certainly that's a huge, huge purpose. But I think Mother Teresa was just like, I, I want to feed somebody in the slums of Calcutta. I don't think that Mother Teresa was like, I am going to have this global movement. I think she just wanted to make a difference in her way. And it, and it blossomed and grew into something like that. And, it, and she did it because it brought her immense amounts of joy. And this is where like in, with my audience, they're, they're all God-centered. So whether you talk spirit or divinity or whatever it is, we're talking about the same thing, but they're like, what's God's will for me? I'm like, joy. So what brings you joy? This brings me joy, but that's probably not God's will for me. No, it is. <laughs> Absolutely. It is. Probably. I probably shouldn't want this. Probably God's going to tell me no, because I get so lit up whenever I think about it. I'm like, no, just follow it. Just follow mm-hmm. it and trust that if it's not your purpose, God will not let you get too far down the wrong path. If your heart is in the right place and you have a desire to serve and, and like, and you want to serve yourself too. Like you want to bless your life and you want to bless others' lives as well. You're not going to get 10 years down the wrong path before God's going to let you know, oh, sorry. You know, like that (laughs) whole thing, like I was climbing the ladder and I realized the ladder was against the wrong wall, like seven years (laughs) in. If, if you really are like wanting to lead with your feminine and tapping into your desires, you are not going to get too far down the wrong path without getting some very clear signals that you need to course correct. And you got to trust that. Absolutely. Yeah. I tell my clients that all the time that, you know, I, you know, spoiler alert, but the, your whole purpose is to be joy and give joy to others. Like <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> yes. And she's like, but joy, but I have joy in doing hair. Yeah. Fantastic. We need you. Please. I hate doing my hair. I need you who loves it. So then I feel even more radiant when I, it's a double blessing for everyone. Like, please, Mm -hmm. please. Mine's too simple. Mine's mine's not sophisticated enough. Mine's not glamorous. Like, so what? Does it light you up? Do you just spill out? Does your light just spill out of you when you talk about it? Could you totally geek out about it? Trust that. Yeah, because by raising your own vibration with that joy, you're raising the vibration of everyone around you and everyone you touch and then everyone they touch. And it's just this ripple effect that's never ending. Yeah, yeah, Mm. it's gorgeous. And you're the epicenter of that. Yep. You're the epicenter. And if you are not feeling joy, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It's at too high of a cost. Now, having said that, there are parts of my company that don't fill me with joy that I have to do. <laughs> you know. So am I always in joy when I have to do something that I don't necessarily enjoy doing? There are things that light me up more than others, but I can like ramp my own light before I'm doing those things that 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 feel a little bit heavier to me until I can just like offload them onto somebody else. But especially as entrepreneurs, we have to wear all the hats at first. So fill yourself up with joy and get through those unjoyful parts as quickly as possible until somebody else can take them off your plate. But like, just let it, let it be simple and let the joy be enough. And maybe, and maybe joy is too high of a vibration, but maybe if you just feel lit up, if it just brings a smile to your face, that's enough. That's enough. That's part of your, that's your purpose. 100%. <laughs> 
I have loved this conversation so much. I love your energy. I know you have a book and you mentioned your membership. I would love for you to tell my listeners where's the best place to find you and how can they work with you? Oh my goodness. Yes. So I do have a book. It's called The Prosperity Approach. You can get that on Amazon. I have a top-ranking podcast of the same name, The Prosperity Approach. So if you want to get to know me a little bit better, joining the podcast is a or listening to the podcast is a great thing. Can I actually give your listeners a gift? A free gift. Is that cool? Absolutely. Thank you. So this masculine and feminine conversation is really new to a lot of women. And I am all about the practicalities of prosperity and of femininity. It's not just about like the woo and put on the pink feather earrings and now you're feminine because that doesn't actually make you feminine. We got to get into the essence of it. And so I actually created a free download about feminine and masculine qualities that you can just see up next to each other to see how complementary they are and where you tend to lean and which which quality of the feminine you want to develop more. So you can go to prosperityapproach.com slash at a glance. It's all one word and you can download that. Uh, my gift to you. Um, and I just put it on my wall so I can see where I am and what quality I want to play with in the feminine for, for the next 10 minutes or whatever. We also have a free Facebook group. It's called the prosperity experience. And you can visit me at alisonchavis.com for all of the free resources, the programs that we have going. I have free masterclasses that I'm doing regularly, and you can find that at prosperityapproach.com slash free dash masterclass. I'm pretty much everywhere. Find me on Instagram, Allison Chavez underscore. And I would love to connect. I would love to connect and see if there's anything that I can do to serve where you're at. So thank you. Thank you for that opportunity. Amazing. I will make sure I link everything for the show notes, including the download, which sounds super amazing. I can't wait to take the little quiz and see. I I, I feel like I've really shifted over the last couple of years. So we'll we'll see what the mm-hmm. quiz says. You have you have really <laughs> wonderful feminine energy. I I really love that. And I uh, the fact that you were in corporate for so long and you're able to just really be in that feminine speaks speaks to the work that you've done and to how powerful you are. So well done. (laughs) Thank you so much. So before I let you go, I like to ask my guests five rapid fire questions. So my listeners can get to know you a little bit better and you don't have to answer them quickly. Just answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. What is your favorite way to show up for yourself as it relates to self-care? Dancing. I love that. (laughs) I have a dancer with zero skill. Oh, same. I mean, <laughs> if we're talking skill, that's a whole different, a whole different thing. All right. If there was an extra hour in each day, what would you spend it doing? Reading a fun romance novel. Ooh. Yeah. I read a lot of personal development and I just, for the first time, read a fiction book for the first time in years. And I was like, oh, I forgot how much I enjoy this. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I have to put down the personal development because it gets me too in my masculine. So I got to read something that's got witty banter and great chemistry and like, Ooh, all those fun things. I love that. So romance does it for me every time. All right. How would your best friend describe you? Bubbly. I get that. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. When you said they, they used to call you sunny sunshine. I've been called, I, I used to be called sunshine in one of my work environments, but also happy Heather has been another one that I get called. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I lost, I lost the happy for a little while while I was in corporate, but I got it back now. <laughs> yes, you did. All right. Uh, if you had chosen a different career path, what would it have been? Probably therapy. 
That's okay. I mean, you're easy to talk to. So, you know, Mm -hmm. all right. Last question. Knowing what you know now, what advice would you give your younger self? Okay. I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a funny answer. And then a real answer. I would say invest in Google and Apple and Amazon and Tesla. right now right <laughs> that's the advice i would have given her the i think the other advice would be i've seen the future i've i've been to the future and it is so glorious there are a few rough patches but you continually go up and up and up and there's a few little dips but no crashes and you just keep going up with everything your money your family your relationships your health your spirituality, everything just always goes up. That's what mm. I'm telling yourself. Isn't that what we all needed to hear at some point in our lives? Like mm-hmm. it's going to be okay. Yeah. Like just trust that. Yeah. Allison, I have loved connecting with you. My audience is going to love you. And I'm so happy that you have spent the last hour with me. It has been my pleasure to get to talk to you. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much, Heather, for letting me serve your audience this way. It has been such a blessing to my life. So thank you. Thank you. I mean, I definitely could have kept that conversation going for another hour, Allison had so much insight and wisdom to share that I hope you found it as valuable as I did. One of the things that she said that really stuck with me was frustration is desire unfulfilled. When I sit back and think about any time recently that I have felt frustrated, this rings true 100% of the time. So now if I feel frustrated moving forward, I know I will take a minute to pause and see what desire is not being fulfilled and see if there is another way to go about it. Another thing she said that I'm going to keep handy is when you are trying to achieve something to ask yourself, what is the easiest, fastest, and most pleasurable way to this outcome? This just feels like such a yummy way to approach even the most mundane of tasks. And the last thing that I think bears repeating is you are good enough to get started. We often hold ourselves back thinking that we need to have everything figured out before we can even begin. And it's simply not true. You're good enough to get started. Try that on and see how it feels. All the links to connect with Allison are in today's show notes. So make sure you check them out and download those freebies. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did. I appreciate you joining me today. It would mean the world to me if you would head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave me a five-star rating and review. The world needs more conversations that matter. And by leaving a review, you help my podcast get seen by more people. Thanks so much for listening. Have a magical day. This podcast episode is brought to you by Prompts to Purpose, my free workbook that will help you stop spinning your wheels and start remembering your gifts. Inside, you'll find 25 journal prompts to get you thinking about things in a new way so that you can find your purpose and start living the life of your dreams. If you're ready to dive in, get on my email list by clicking on the link in the show notes or in my Instagram bio, and I'll send it over. Come on in and see what everyone is talking about. 